What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. Welcome everybody back to the Enterprise Sales Summit. I have a very special guest with me right now. I have Galem Gurmay. Galem, welcome. Really excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here too. Yes, I'm excited to talk about your topic. You got something really cool as is, as do every other speaker that we've had on here, but this is definitely different. And so um, for those of you that don't know Galem, she is the co-founder of Rev Genius and has had an amazing experience in terms of building, developing, and cultivating a community from zero to 5,000 in what, like three months? I think it only took three months. So amazing feat. And, you know, I've seen a lot of things that you've been putting out there and you can tell that you have a great heart and you're coming from a place of service. And so this topic I think would be great. And so what we're going to talk about with Galem is really about community and how to create your own micro community for your customers and even leverage that internally with your organization as well. So, so Gail, can you just talk about that a little bit in terms of what your view of that is, what that means, and, and we'll, we'll start there. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and thanks, Ryan. I'm super excited about this session today. Uh, so building communities, there are two ways I look at this. You can do it internally, meaning with the people you work with and creating a stronger culture within the organization, and or you can do it externally, building strong relationships with your buyers, with your clients, with your your prospects, right? So there are two ways there. And I think one of them that we wanted to discuss a little bit is how I would, from knowing how to build this micro community for revenue professionals, how would I implement some of those things into building a community for buyers? And I think it's really important to think about how you can do this in within your organization for your potential customers is that it really will enhance the diverse number of people that you get into that community, right? So if you have uh, buyers at various personas, getting them all into one virtual room is really powerful because now they're learning from each other. They're working in the same kind of industry and you're always providing them value. So they're going to look to you for guidance. You're going to be able to come back to them when you want to you know, cross-sell your products. You're going to be able to help them really create a network, you know, leveraging that and for them to also build themselves up as you know, impactful leaders within their industry. So not only do you acquire more customers that way through referrals, but also you're providing them with a lot of value that I think is super beneficial. And that's really what the relationship is all about. It's to build those long-lasting, impactful, meaningful connections with people. Yeah, I think you hit on a lot of great points. And, and I'd like to dig a little deeper and, and really understand. So like, how, do, how would you essentially define a virtual community? How would you... Let's let's start there. How would you define it? What does it mean? So it is what it sounds like, right? Like it's virtual. You just it's all online, uh, all the resources, all the values. Uh, not to say that you shouldn't think about how can I move this into an in-person kind of thing, right? Like there are a lot of communities out there today uh, that didn't start like Rev Genius did. We started 
virtually and then at some point going to do in-person things. But uh, that's how I would look at it. Like you do start virtually, meaning online. And then you also have to think about the next couple of steps. How can I create a program that will work on both ways? So whether you start with in-person events or you start virtually, think about how you can switch that to the other one, to the other kind of, uh, you know, interactions with people. So it is, you know, building out the content, for example, for your buyers, uh, super helpful. Building out the case studies with those people who are in your communities because now you have direct access to your buyers, to your clients. And not to say that if I'm on a call with a prospect, could easily say, well, have you heard about this community for professionals like yourself? This is where you can go if you want to get some insight from other professionals in the industry before you go ahead and sign up with us. I think that's really valuable for them because then they're going to say, okay, well, great. I, I do want to know why they chose you. And instead of just reading another case study, not to say there's nothing wrong with case studies, but sometimes you want to give a different kind of input from different types of people. And you really have the opportunity with this buyer uh, community that you created to give them that, to give them a very diverse uh, pool of people. And I I think diversity is huge. Mm -hmm. And you brought diverse up. So what do you mean by that? Like in terms of, are you talking experience level? Are you talking skill set, vertical? What do you mean by that exactly? Yeah, um, I mean people from various backgrounds, people from different industries. Uh, Like the target market I sell to is within education. So it would be people from different universities, for example, at various levels. It can be somebody who is a manager of, of the finance department to the CFO of another university of that department. Uh, it could be somebody from a different department, like maybe somebody in admissions, you know, or in their marketing or IT. And now you're, you're really creating a really robust network for those people. Because if you, Ryan, are someone who's in IT for University A, and then you're in this group and you're meeting other people in a similar role, or, or maybe you're trying to get from uh, a manager to a director, now you have other people you can connect with and, and, and build out that network. I think that's great. I love that, that aspect of it. And I think you're hitting on something hot there. Because like just rewinding and going back to some of the things that that we used to do, we we're trying to level up people and the organization and I were previously, we would try and set them up with mentors that were not in their line of business. So for example, if someone was in sales, we would maybe set them up and get mentored by a VP of administration or VP mm-hmm. finance or somebody different because that diversity that you're talking about totally hits on different skill sets and different strengths and weaknesses that you might or might not have. And really, like, for me, when I've done that, it's exposed, like, blind spots that I didn't even know were there based on a whole different perspective that existed. Would you say that that's one of the benefits that that you've seen as well? For sure. And and another thing that you made me think about is also the global perspective of this, right? Because that's the benefit of having something virtually and, and digitally is that you can now connect with people from all over the world. And you can learn from them and the different cultural aspects of that. You know, so so with diversity for me with building out these kind of communities is thinking about who's the audience and where can I find them and what are the different areas that they're coming from, right? Like you can you can have come from uh, an enterprise level or uh, 
mid-market or anything really. You can be an entrepreneur and be part of this too, if, if that's who your audience is. But it's having those, those different types of people from different backgrounds, from different countries, speaking different languages. And now you're really creating a really strong network of people and really strong community. And, and from there, it's just, it, can, it can build out. And now you can become the go-to place for your buyers. So when somebody who doesn't even know who you are heard it from somebody else in another country, now pretty naturally they come into what you're doing and and there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're hitting on something. So so what would you see would be like, why is this so critical for 2020 and beyond, especially with all the changes that, that have happened in the world over the last six months? Why do you think that's so critical now versus before? Yeah, I think it's all about just humanizing the experiences that we're having. Um, I think living in a digital world and not having the ability to meet people in person, shaking their hands, mm-hmm. hugging them, uh, you know, it's you got to create something different and you got to make sure that you are connecting with people differently too. So from from doing that in in the old way that we did pre-COVID, um, we now have to think about some outside-of-the-box ideas of how can we actually connect with people and continue to build meaningful relationships that are long-term. And I think one of the ways is to create kind of different programming for people, create the uh, value that they need uh, and, and additional resources for them that they might not be able to gain you know, due to not being able to do things in person, or maybe it's because of, uh, you know, finances not being in place. It can be different things depending on who it is that you're doing this for. But just thinking outside of the box of how do we create those connections amongst people and, and really give them the value that will make them come back to you and really see you as the go-to community or go-to thought leader in that space. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the, the the different programming and the intimacy of connecting with, with folks at that level, because you're right, you know, people do miss just that human connection. And I've noticed that with folks that it's so funny that I've met with live and they're like, I haven't met with anybody in like two or three months. And could you imagine like what that would have been like eight months ago? People like that's unheard of because people would fly all over the place for, for, for things. They would, they would be constantly on the move. So uh, so yeah, I could see the bubbling up effect that you're kind of talking about. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is continuing education and exploration. Because if you're going to a webinar, for example, you're engaging in that content. And then if you have questions afterwards, really your only option is to email whoever created this webinar. And that's kind of where the communication ends. There's nothing continuing beyond that. And I think uh, when people are putting these larger events together, they need to think about not just all the pre-planning for it to prepare for the event, but also what's going to happen afterwards. It's just like you're thinking about your buyer's journey and that process. How do you hold their hands throughout that process? And I think about the community in the same way. How do I get them in? That's obviously one part to even have this to talk about. But then how do I continue to hold their hands while they're in and, and going back to like a webinar? Now they're in your webinar. They're engaging with your content for an hour. How do you continue to keep them engaged? How do you convert them into a buyer? 
And that's where I think building a community really makes sense because then you can end your webinar and saying, if you found this really interesting, join our community. We'll continue the conversations. We'll answer your questions. We'll connect you with other like-minded people and, and, and so on. So I think you have to think about this in multiple steps and just like a, a buyer's journey in this way. Hello, and I appreciate you listening to the show today. I love my listeners and I love helping my customers. One of the things that I've been able to do with some of the customers that I've been working with is, for example, a $6 million SaaS company, help them implement a seven-figure sales system in which they got a one-and-a-half-month ROI on the entire engagement fee that I offered them by one person spending 25% of their time. And this person wasn't even in sales. So these are core principles that help me scale from zero to $30 million in annual recurring revenue with only four people. In addition, another client that I'm working with was able to 10x their licensing fee, their SaaS licensing fee. Um, and they are really, really just on the early side of starting. So if you're interested in learning more, apply through www.scalerevenue.io forward slash apply, www.scalerevenue.io forward slash apply. Look forward to seeing your application. If you are interested and qualify, you'll receive a follow-up note and we can jump on the phone and identify what the opportunity is exactly for you and your organization. So let's let's uh, break that down. So you got the pre-planning, the actual event or mm-hmm. live situation, and then post. Are those kind of like the three yep. key milestones that you would look at? Uh, so what do you think are the, are the, and I know you said hold their hand or keep them engaged. Let's get a little more tactical. Like let's mm-hmm. look down a level further. So how would you recommend doing that if someone was like, say, hey, okay, I'm, I want to get a community of, do you typically sell the CIOs, CFOs? Who's like your... Uh, CFOs. Uh, CFOs. Okay. Let's, anyone in finance. CFOs example. So you're mm-hmm. building out a community for, for um, CFOs because you, you want to, you're going to create an event. Let's say it's similar to this event, right? You're doing a summit. You have speakers, thought leaders, like you and I, you know, talking about things. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, and so, like, how mechanically would you do that from pre to during to post? Like, what are suggestions you have for each milestone along the way? Yeah, and I think this is a great example since you are doing the summit and we're here today talking about this, is that I would create this community and, and finding the platform to host it. So let's say it's Slack, right? Mm-hmm. You create a Slack for your summit, your enterprise sales summit. And there in within that Slack, you create multiple channels for all these different speakers that you had. 28 of them, for example. And then you invite all of them in. So now you already have a group of people within that community. And then you have all the people who registered for this event to join the community because now they're going to get the resources through that community. So maybe there are people who have handouts or or next steps of, of how to execute on whatever that they provided. They can get that by joining your particular community. And they're going to join those channels of interest to them. So maybe they're interested in this one that we're doing right now about building a community. Why, right? like, why wouldn't hopefully, they hopefully they they will they will view this and say, this is really interesting. Let me dig a little bit deeper. Let me try to do this myself. So they would then jump on that Slack group that you have. They would jump into that channel and they would have direct conversations with me and, and ask the questions that they have, do the follow-up from there. So now for you, Ryan, you've started with I got all the speakers. I got this content ready. They're here viewing it. They're they're live right now. And then it continues. The relationships continues forever. 
this is not something you just do for the next month or two to kind of nicely wrap it up and call it a day, but it's something that you continue to do and it, it helps everyone and helps you uh, in what your mission is and where you want your outcome to be. It helps the people who just invested hours viewing all this content that you put together. And it helps people like me because I want to give back and help others to create these kind of communities of their interest. So it's just looking at it from, from a holistic perspective and really just humanizing the entire process because you probably would have loved to have this in person too, but you can't. So what do you do? Well, you, you create a micro community. Yeah, I, I think that's a great, this is almost like a inception interview because conceivably there could be a Slack community that pops up if there yeah. is, you know, I, I gotta give I gotta give some credit to someone here. I'm not gonna say any names <laughs> or anything like that, but uh, but yeah, that's a great idea. And then what about like I think when it comes to communities and it, this is what people think about having their own show too. Like I recently started my own podcast. It's gonna be a YouTube show, sales and marketing, build freedom, mm-hmm. and essentially with that, you know, a lot of people are like oh, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a show or I, in this case I want to start a community. But it's so much work to manage it after the fact. What would you say to people that have those beliefs in their mind? And I'm not, I know it's not an autopilot situation because nothing is, right? But how would you help someone overcome that belief or that fear if they wanted to do something like this? Yeah, think about how you can scale this and from day one, make it as easy as possible for yourself. So just like the mm-hmm. way you're thinking right now. And I've learned this from building a community myself of, oh, if you know, if I could do this again, what would I do differently? And mm-hmm. there are a handful of things that I know I would do differently. Uh, but from a tactical standpoint, I would say, figure out what the purpose and mission is. If you're doing a podcast, for example, and it's just for audio purposes, there will be no video. You're not planning on streaming it anywhere else. Uh, and you want to be outside of the box because you don't want to be just like anybody else who's putting out another podcast. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I too, very recently, was like, I really want to do a podcast. It's something that I've been thinking about, not just very recently, but this has been an ongoing thought and idea for years. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want to execute it on on that because I didn't know what truly is the purpose behind this because mm-hmm. I don't want to be just another podcast. And it didn't, it took me two plus years to really come to a specific idea of what this is going to be. And it's really outside of the box thing. And I'm not going to tell you all about it yet because it's, it's not live, it's not ready, but it's going to be special and it's just going to be a season type of thing. It's not going to be, I'm going to do this forever and ever because that's going to create a lot of work and coming into it. This is something that does require some time and effort from me. It's not something that I can just scale and and put out there and call it a day. And I want to have some planning around it. So I would say, number one, understand why you're doing it and who you're doing it for, and then find ways to plug that in. So like there are other uh, resources out there. Like there's this place called Chalk where you can do uh, live conversations with people. So maybe that's part of, of you that stands out and it's a little bit different. It's live. It's not recorded, but you can have that as an addition to your podcast recording to really gain some traction from live members. You know, just like today, people have LinkedIn live. People can tune in. If you had LinkedIn live right now, people can view this as we're doing it. Or you can record it and watch it later. But you think about it in that way. So like, what's the format? Audio, video, um, and how do you want to present that? And it's not to say that you can't do a little bit of both. 
you could pick and choose how you want to do it. But I, I would say the framework around it and really the thought process need to be really in line with where you're trying to go, not just now, but how are you going to scale this potentially in the future? Excellent. In and just to dig deeper, because uh, the sound cut out a little bit, when you said chalk, mm-hmm. what exactly, how does chalk allow you to engage for like podcast or show or community? Can you just yeah. So this is something we're doing for RevGenius. So we are launching a podcast next month. And this was something initiated by our own members. They said, we really need a podcast. Like, do you want us to do this? And this is a professional firm that came to us asking. We said, yeah, sure, you can run with it. Like, we'll be here to give you the strategy, the the thoughts that we have behind it. But absolutely, we're not going to say no to someone wanting to run our own podcast. So mm-hmm. they're doing that. And then we thought, we don't want to be just another you know, revenue generating podcast out there. We want to do something differently. We want people to be engaged and come back to it on a regular basis. So of course we thought about what is the structure behind this. There are a few things that we focus on within our community. So it's professionals in sales, marketing, and rev ops. And then we added a fourth category of leadership because we also have a lot of people caring about leadership topics. So those are the four categories and we're doing it like a traditional podcast, just the voice that's going to be available, all the regular platforms. But then on top of that, we said, let's also engage people live. Why not get people to attend these recordings live? Mm -hmm. So that's what Shaw can do for us is we would just simply, you create your own little room, this community room, you create a room, people can jump in and just be listeners. They can't speak unless you allow them to. If, if they have questions, like if we had done this live and then Maria came in, for example, and had a question for me, she could just jump in live, ask her question, and I would respond. And that's what we wanted to do with the podcast. So people can expect that, you know, once a week, uh, there's a topic uh, for RevOps, for example. They know who the speaker is going to be. They can jump in on this app, ask the question live, and and get their answer and not have to wait a couple of weeks for us to upload it on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and Chris Walker, who's uh, one of the other speakers, he does kind of like the same element of that live podcast, call in, like, and obviously it's not calling like old school radio. Did you say, was it shock or chalk? Chalk, chalk, sorry. My accent is a little bit hard to understand (laughs) sometimes. So it's C-H-A-L-K. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yes. Your, your accent was fine. I, <laughs> I, I, I was playing tricks on me. I'm like, huh? yeah, okay. Um, well, no, and I think that's an excellent idea, and I love the innovation that you're leveraging there. So we're almost up on time, but like one of the things that I didn't get to hit on or ask you about is when people are building communities, what do you think is the biggest mistake that they make uh, right now, and, and, and what's happening in, in that space? I think uh, one, there are many, I think, mistakes that can be made when building a community. But I think the the biggest one is not fully grasping or understanding why it's happening. Like, what is the mission and purpose behind this? And what do you want the outcome to be? And being very clear about that, setting the goals, setting the structure in place before officially executing on it. So I know someone who came to me through RevGenius who was like, hey, I see what you built here. It's amazing. I'm trying to build a community for real estate professionals. Could you help me out? I said, absolutely. And we sat down and we talked through his ideas. And 
pretty quickly, I, I could tell that he wasn't completely sure who his audience was because I kept asking him, who is this for? Who would come to your community? Why would they be here? What can you do for them? What would they get in return for their time? And th- that's number one question. Like, are you going to just provide something for free for people? And what does that mean to you? Or are you going to charge them? And if you are, then the expectation is just higher if you're charging them for something, because now they want to see a return on that investment that they just made Mm -hmm. into your community. And the expectation is pretty high on you to now deliver on that. So you have to really have all your ducks in a row before you launch it, before you go live with it. And then knowing what the next five to 10 steps are, you know, in the vision of that community. Excellent. I love it. You did a great job at hitting that in a lot of different areas. And we went, we went a few places. I didn't even we did. I know. We did. <laughs> you surprised me a little bit. I didn't know exactly which ways we were going to twist and turn. So you, you surprised me. So congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> so, so Gail, where can people find you, connect with you, learn more about Rev Genius? Yeah, so find me on LinkedIn for sure. Uh, Galen Girmay there. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, and then join Rev Genius if you're in sales marketing, RevOps, and it's just RevGenius.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on and surprising for having me, me with what we're talking about. We're going to go a couple steps deeper on the All Access Pass section that's coming right up, which you won't want to miss. So, uh, but thank you for coming on and we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources, so I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I wanna ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, It is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.